Uh, really excited to actually break this down because loads of talking points. So a lot of the times you'll watch these shows and there's not really much to like really dwell on. Here, I feel like we've got a whole month's worth of stuff. So we're going to go through it uh, step by step. Uh, so the show started with Tyler Bates and Bron Breaker um, in the ring. Obviously, they were face to face at the end of Heat Wave last week. Um, and so uh, the match is made. Worlds collide. They're going to unify the titles. Tyler Bates said that he is a proud flag bearer of the NXT UK brand. He was the first champion and he will be the last champion as well. Heartbreaking, to be honest. I did say during the watch along, it would be great if he put a stipulation in that if he wins, we get to keep the NXT UK championship because it just looks so much better than the NXT title. NXT title's all right. Don't hate it. Uh, I know that it divides opinion because of the colors and whatever, but it's all right. But for me, the NXT UK title is one of the best titles in all of WWE. It's so detailed and prestigious and it just looks looks fantastic. So, yeah, I am going to I am going to be really sorry to see that championship go. But this was good. You know, they've agreed at Worlds Collide. They're going to unify the belts champion versus champion. And actually, Worlds Collide not that far away. We will we will be doing the watch along. I just need to double check that it 100% doesn't collide with AEW All Out because it's on the same day. But uh, we think that Worlds Collide should end just before All Out begins. So uh, as long as that is the case, then uh, we should hopefully be able to do both. So uh, we are going to look to uh, do both of those shows. So that's how the show began. Then uh, we had a match. It was uh, for the NXT UK tag titles, and it was Gallus taking on uh, Briggs and Jensen. Match was all right. There were some nice moments in there, but uh, basically Lash Legend and Pretty Deadly get involved. It results in Briggs and Jensen being counted out. So Gallus win, but they don't win the titles. I think they said next week we're going to get Diamond Mine, who are the current NXT tag champs, taking on Gallus. This all feels like we're heading to a triple threat. It really feels like we're going to get Gallus against Briggs and Jensen against Diamond Mine to unify the tag titles. That match hasn't been made yet. I expect it to be made next week for Worlds Collide. So it feels like we're heading in that direction. So, yeah, Briggs and Jensen getting uh, costed the match here. And uh, that meant that Gallus won. Gallus, though, would have their own problems because they were in the ring and Diamond Mine would attack them. Obviously, uh, there was um, last week, I think, was it Gallus attacked Diamond Mine last week? Um, so this was payback for that. So, uh, yeah, we did get uh, Diamond Mine attacking. So that match has been made for next week. And as we said, can definitely see that triple threat being on the horizon. Next, we got a little backstage segment. And this backstage segment was a Chase University segment. And uh, we had uh, Charlie Dempsey, I believe the son of William Regal. Uh, he was uh, teaching the students some like holds and uh, he was going a bit too far. And, uh, you know, the students were getting upset with him. Andre Chase was getting upset with him. But uh, he was like, you know, your class is soft. What you want to do is Google uh, Billy Robinson, which was just really great to hear Billy Robinson uh, getting mentioned. Um, absolute legend of uh, Matt Wrestling. Uh, catchers catch can. And um, 
yeah, this was cool. It reminded me a lot of the Timothy Thatcher uh, skits from like uh, vignettes from a few years ago where he was kind of showing like, you know, the art of wrestling and showing off different moves. So uh, it seems like Charlie Dempsey is in that kind of Timothy Thatcher role. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It didn't work out very well for Timothy Thatcher. But uh, saying that, this is a different WWE. Timothy Thatcher, you just couldn't see working on the main roster. He's not Vince's kind of superstar. But obviously, that's not a problem anymore. So it'll be interesting to see where we go with um, Charlie Dempsey. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with him. I, I really like him. He's my kind of wrestler. But, um, yeah, not the kind of wrestler that we've been seeing, to be honest, on the main roster. I suppose, in a way, is a little bit Daniel Bryan-esque. What with his love of actual grappling, actual wrestling holds. They made Daniel Bryan work, so mm, keep an eye on him. I like him. Keep an eye on him. Uh, next, we got someone I really like. I really like this. I made the comparison to Roddy Piper. And, of course, he's not as good as Roddy Piper. He's not going to be as witty as Roddy Piper. Um, but he did a great job here. Grayson Waller, smarmy heel, like constantly talking. He talks with such confidence, but um, he asked the questions of Apollo that we all want asked. Like, I want Apollo to be asked, where's your accent gone? Yeah, I want Apollo to be asked about why was your main roster run so bad? And when you get these kind of talk show segments, they never tend to ask those questions. It's like, oh, you know, why did you attack such and such last week? Or, you know, what are you doing here in NXT? Like, um, they never really ask the kind of things that you want to be asked. Grayson Waller did. Grayson Waller did. He Didn't you used to have an accent? A brilliant. I mean, honestly, as soon as he said that, I honestly thought that it was going to be ignored. I honestly thought that Apollo was just laughing. The conversation would move on. But he didn't. He answered it. And he was he said, you know, I got too caught up in focusing on my past and not focused enough on my present, which is such a great answer. You know, don't worry about your history and your ancestry and where, you know, where your family are from and everything. Focus on where you are now and where you're trying to get to. And Apollo completely explaining why you moved away from that um, uh, that accent, which he even did like what this one. And then he did it. Um, I mean, it was brilliant. And then also there was another great line as well. You can see the set here of the Grayson Waller effect, um, which I really like this segment. There was another one. They were face to face. Grayson Waller got in his face and he was like, how are you going to tell your kids or what are you going to tell your kids about uh, the fact you was a failure on Monday nights and Friday nights, kind of making out that, you know, you didn't do it on Raw, you didn't do it on SmackDown. And this is true. In the fans' eyes, he didn't, he was not a success on the main roster. And um, I really like his answer. His answer was, I will tell my kids I was a champion on a Monday and I was a champion on a Friday and I'm soon to be a champion on a Tuesday. And that's a great answer. So it's kind of like, you might perceive me to have not been a success, but I did actually get success. I did taste success. He mentioned he was an intercontinental champion at WrestleMania 37, which I totally don't remember. Totally don't remember him winning the IC belt WrestleMania 37. I watched that show. Anything to do with Apollo on the main roster is just gone from my brain. So I liked his answers. I liked the fact the questions were so direct. I liked the fact they were answered. This made me like Apollo more. 
And that isn't that is that not what these segments should do? They should actually, you know, make you respect someone more or make you hate someone more. That's what this did. That's what this did. This is a talk show segment done right. Done right. Not just there to kill time, not just there to take time out of the show, but to actually achieve something. And I, I know I sound like I might be going a bit OTT on it, but I love talk show segments. I think that they can be so useful. I think that it's a really good tool, a really good segment to use to break up wrestling, 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 wrestling. And I want talk show segments on the main roster. I want there to be regular talk show segments. And this is how you do it. This is the kind of thing you do. Ask the hard-hitting questions. Ask the questions that we ask as fans at home and get the answers and help us bring some sense to this because we all know the truth. The truth is that they tried to make him like that Nigerian gimmick. It didn't work, and now he's had to change to somewhere else. But what's his expl explanation for it? Because he can't say that. He can't turn around and go, yeah, well, Vince thought it was a gimmick that was going to work, but it didn't. He can't say that, can he? So instead, he's had to come up with this. And it was a great answer. Great. I was too focused on my past, not focused on the present. Great answer. Great segment. Well done, everyone involved. Uh, next, we move on to a, a debut. This is Javier Bernal mm. making his uh, UFC debut. We would see this guy later because uh, he was taking on Cameron Grimes uh, to the moon uh, and he would fall short and he would lose. So uh, he did lose to Cameron Grimes. We would see this Javier later. There was a security guard backstage and I never caught his name, but uh, he was basically talking to some woman and she said, oh, you almost won or you almost had the victory. And he was like, almost. Like, next time you talk to me, show me some more respect than that. So he was going off at this woman later on in the show. This security guard, massive guy, stepped up to me and he's like, dude, you don't talk to women like that. And um, it was kind of interesting. I think they're, you know, trying to introduce some new characters. I don't know who this Javier is, first time I'm seeing him. I don't know who the security guard is, but clearly he's a superstar. Uh, or an NXT superstar that will be active soon if he's not already. Um, and I didn't even know who that woman was. So uh, there was a lot of confusion for me. But I kind of like the fact they're bringing in new stars in the middle of like all this other stuff that's happening. This show was stacked. I mean, we haven't even really begun yet. And uh, there's already been quite a few things that have gone down. Next up, though, this is uh, the start of Summit Pretty Major. A few things, actually. Blair Davenport, look at that for an entrance, kind of projecting stuff onto the ring. I did notice, actually, when Bron Breaker came in, they had break projected onto the ring. Um, so uh, now you're getting this for Blair Davenport. Obviously, she's coming over from NXT UK, formerly known as B Priestley. She would be uh, in the ring competing against Indy Hartwell. And I was over the moon to see Indy Hartwell. Indy came out first and I was like, oh, they should definitely have Indy win this whoever she's facing because i want to see her be like women's champ all that kind of stuff and then they brought out blair davenport and i was like oh there's no way they're having blair davenport lose so i knew indy was losing so uh it's pretty down about that match goes on and guess what indy hartwell loses good little match though i was i was really into it and um i mean not a classic or anything you know probably around the 3.253325 3, it was fine it was a solid little thing but um, nothing spectacular. But I think given time, if they were to work on a few spots and actually be given like, you know, uh, 
a premium live event match. They could do some really fun stuff. So uh, I did actually say, you know, I wonder if this is a glimpse into a future women's title match right here. Blair Davenport against Indy Hartwell. So, uh, yeah, that match happened. And uh, afterwards, we then had Mandy come down. Blair Davenport said she was the number one contender for NXT UK. But now she's in NXT. She's quite happy with the NXT Women's Championship. So uh, she made her intentions very clear. That brought out Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose said that she was impressed uh, and said that um, you need to put respect on her name, though. You know, uh, you know, she is the women's champ here in NXT. She's been the women's champ for a long time. And it really felt like these two were on a collision course. And then, wow, did we get a great moment. Miko Satamora, the NXT UK women's champion, came out. That was great. Crowd were like, oh, my God. Miko is a legend, man. She was in WCW. She Not for long, I don't believe. But her career goes all the way back to the 90s. She uh, was in a few uh, Japanese women's promotions. She started her own Japanese women's promotion called Sendai Girls, I believe. And uh, she has been training women. I know Sasha went over to train with her. She is seen as a legend of women's uh, wrestling over in Japan. She is uh, one of kind of the biggest active names, if you will. Uh, she's obviously been involved in WWE for a while. I think she was in a May Young Classic um, tournament. Then they ended up bringing her over to NXT UK. She's been the NXT UK Women's Champion for quite a while. Uh, I think she got it off Kaylee Ray or Alba Fire, as she goes by now. But uh, either way, great to see her here. She really is, I mean, the end boss. She is someone I could see on the main roster. I could see, like, you know... If you want to really achieve something in WWE, you beat Miko Satomura, and that that is an achievement. I could see that being an achievement for Charlotte. I could see Charlotte trying to, you know, trying to beat the the wrestling goddess that is Miko Satomura. Um, I, I I wonder if Triple H will use her that way and will bring her to the main roster. I don't know if she wants to live in Japan. I don't know if she wants to travel around. I don't know if she wants all of that in her life at this stage of her career. Um, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely, I don't know what the future is going to be for Miko. I don't know if she's going to be part of NXT Europe next year. I don't know if she's going to be competing in NXT. I don't know if she's going to drop the belt and then just go away until NXT Europe starts. I don't know if she is going to just not be a part of NXT Europe and this is her done with NXT and WWE. Or does she go the main roster? I mean, literally anything could happen. So I hope she stays. I hope that she gets used as much as possible. I'm a big, big fan of Miko Satomura. I um, I even went to an indie show in Wolverhampton just to go and see her compete, just to see her wrestle. I have actually been fortunate enough to see her wrestle live in person at an indie show. And it takes a lot to get me to go to an indie show. Not because I'm down on indie shows, but I'm always streaming or doing stuff. But when she was there... I knew I had to go. So, uh, yeah, I've actually um, dragged myself out of uh, my home to go and uh, go to an indie show just to see her compete. But that meant all three of these women were in the ring and uh, they agreed to a triple threat match. So uh, this match at Worlds Collide, it's going to be Miko versus Mandy versus Blair Davenport. Uh, winner will unify the belts. So Tyler Bates taking on 
uh, Brom Breaker at Worlds Collide to unify the titles. And uh, here the women have agreed they're going to unify the titles as well. Blair Davenport, though, not bringing anything to the party, but she is the number one contender. So uh, she has managed to insert herself into that match. Great segment, though. Crowd loving the fact that Miko was a part of it. Then uh, we went backstage and we got this uh, with... Uh, I don't know what they're called. The, are they called the Familia? Uh, with um, Don Tony. And uh, he was basically saying, like, he's ready to forgive the past. You know, they turned on him. They cheated on him. And uh, he's ready to forgive all of that because of um, they want to move forward and everything. So uh, he said, the future starts tonight. The past is the past. Obviously, Santos Escobar is gone. Uh, and so uh, now he wants to bring unity to uh, the group. And uh, he said, you know, you can do that tonight. So Legado, Del Fantasma, we're going to be in a match against the uh, Dyad, is it? They were going to be facing the Dyad later. And uh, he was looking for them to get a win and, um, you know, kind of uh, put the past in the past. Amazingly, after all of that, Indy had stayed out there. So Indy, who lost that match to Blair Davenport, she actually never left. She had stayed out there all this time. And she was cutting a promo saying, it's me. I'm rubbish. It's always been me. I wanted to reignite my career. And she was really real down on herself. And the crowd love Indy. So they were like, no, nah, don't say you could hear the crowd like, no, nah, come on, Indy, come on. And all this. And in the flipping background, look at that. Dexter Loomis arrives. Obviously, Index, these two married. Um, and uh, obviously, that was uh, quite a big storyline as we went from black and gold into 2.0. Main event of the first ever NXT 2.0 is their wedding. So um, big thing, uh, Loomis coming down. And uh, she was sat on the edge uh, of the ring. Crowd went crazy, man, when he came out. It was really cool. Uh, you can see that he scoops her up, carries her away. Look at all the thumbs up from the... They're loving it. Yes! People absolutely loving it. Uh, these two being together. I thought at this point he was carrying her to the main roster. That was it. In my mind, that was it. She's just lost. She's probably quite far down the pecking order. We don't know what's happening with Miko. We don't know what's happening with Mandy. Blair Davenport's here. You've got Elba Fire around. And that's it. These two, off to the main roster they go. No, seemingly not. Because uh, we see them walk off. I thought that was going to be the end of it. But actually, they go to the doors. He opens the doors. He stares at Indy and hands her a note. And then as soon as he steps back, the police arrest him. Dexter Loomis arrested on WWE NXT. I, I, I said uh, during the watch long, I said on a separate video, how cool that what happens on a Monday plays out on a Tuesday. I hope they do more of that. It's going to be hard, real hard, because this obviously makes a lot of sense because Dexter was in NXT. So it's going to be hard to like connect the two shows, but... I just love that. They should do more of that. There should be more of Raw helping NXT with its ratings because USA Network are going to encourage that. And um, I can't see any reason why WWE don't want NXT's ratings to be better. So why wouldn't you use... I mean, all they do on a Monday is just play a commercial for Tuesday. But why don't we actually get a bit of crossover? They have tried it in the past. Limited results. 
with like Charlotte coming in and Dolph coming in and things like that. But I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. So he gets arrested. He hands her a note. I tried to read the note and it's difficult because you only get a fleeting moment. It's flipping out of focus. It's upside down. Um, but thankfully, Indy did post it on Twitter. Uh, and this is what it says. Here's the note. So uh, goodbye, Indy brackets for now. I love you forever. So that's what it says. Where that leaves us, I really don't know. What it says to me is that she's not going to the main roster. I think she's going to stay in NXT. And it was a bit weird, actually, now you think about it, because kind of seems to me that she was down, disappointed, gutted she'd just lost. Then her husband arrives and basically breaks up with her. Because goodbye, Indy, for now... How long's that going to be? <laughs> How long's that going to be? I mean, if he's about to be flipping arrested, I mean, I can only imagine Miz won't press charges or something because it's not going to be great for him if he goes to prison now for a few years because we're going to have to wait a long time for his debut. So I don't know. I don't know where this leaves uh, leaves us. I'm hoping this is part of a plan and it's not just a way of kind of separating them. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm intrigued though. I'm super intrigued, but I've got I've got a horrible feeling this was just designed to kind of separate them temporarily because he's basically said, I mean, look, he's saying goodbye for now. You know, it's not the end, but it's kind of the end. It's kind of like he's gone. I mean, he's given her a note saying goodbye. I love you forever. I mean, her day just got so much worse, so much worse. Not only did she lose a match, she's flipping lost her husband. So. um yeah, sucks to be Indy Hartwell. Uh, next match then was the tag match. This was the uh, Dyad, the Diad, the whatever they're flipping called now. Uh, taking on Legarda del Fantasma. You can see the result here is that the Dyad get the victory. This resulted in obviously Tony being very upset with Legarda del Fantasma. Very upset indeed. Um, I didn't actually catch what he said to them. He was talking to them after the match on the outside. And uh, I know that it did result in them uh, leaving the building um, and they walked outside and uh, who would pull up in a car? But Santos Escobar, he said, uh, did you really think I was going to leave without you? And um, so he pulls up, they jump in the car and they surely drive off to the main roster. Surely we know that uh, Santos has been kicked out of NXT um, I mean, I don't know if he was just hanging around the car park for a week. I have no idea what he was doing, but because he had no idea that they were going to come walking out. But uh, they did come walking out. He pulled up in the car. They went and off to the main roster. So expect to see Lagarda del Fantasma on the main roster very, very soon. Next, uh, we had Tyler Bate taking on Von Wagner. This had a lovely pace to it. So much that was going on here. Lovely, lovely pace, though. And uh, it was Tyler that got the win. Clean win for Tyler Bates. Um, he needs that, obviously, going into a massive match against Bron Breaker. So he needed to get the win over Von Wagner. Shame that Von Wagner takes the pin. I think Von Wagner's a, you know, big future star. He's got a great look. Uh, haven't seen loads of his matches, in all fairness. But um, I think he's, you know, he's got a great size. He seems to be able to promo very well. Um, so a bit of a shame that he takes the loss here, but it's not going to hurt him, is it? No one's going to remember in the long run. Um, big win for Tyler Bate, giving him some good momentum 
as we uh, head into Worlds Collide. Then we get to our main event of the evening. And can I just, I'm going to heap praise on Wendy Chu because Wendy Chu is a character that I really like, but I don't like when the bell rings. Because for me, her doing all the sleepy stuff outside the ring, you know, being asleep out back, I ain't got a problem with that. Don't care about any of that. But when the bell rings, to me, she should be in a fight. She should be in a wrestling match, like trying to win. Um, and so, you know, when she's doing some of the silly stuff that she just does during matches, that's an issue for me. That's something that really is a barrier for me to really enjoy her character. All of that was gone this week. And it was so good. She was so good. I don't even mind this entrance. We've all seen like Tyson Fury coming out, like sitting on a throne um, you know, with like, you know, a cape and a crown. And, you know, this to me is just showmanship. It's just, you know, part of her entrance. This is how she wants to portray herself. This is her character. This is her gimmick. This is what's going to make her stand out in the crowd. So she was actually like in bed asleep um, or pretending to be asleep as her entrance started. This might be something she's been doing on the regular. I really don't know. Haven't been watching, but uh, watching now and I didn't mind this. Uh, my concern was that this kind of silliness was going to play out into the match. And as I said, it didn't. So that was her entrance. Uh, it's a lights out match against Tiffany Stratton. These two just go at it, man. They just go at it. And like she's uh, empties a trash can, puts it on Tiffany Stratton's head, smacks it with, uh, I don't know if it was a kendo stick or a wrench or something. Uh, tennis racket, actually. I think it was a tennis racket. So uh, she wallops this trash can. And um, so we get that spot. We also get a uh, Lego spot as well. Lego in a pillow. This That was a bit silly. She absolutely wallops Tiffany with this pillow. Tiffany goes down as if she's just been shot. I really expected her to pull out a lead pipe, pull out like a baseball bat, pull out something really hard. And instead, there's just bits of Lego. I wouldn't even have minded if the whole pillowcase was full of Lego and the whole thing was Lego. But it was like, honestly, just bits of Lego. And most of it was a pillow. So it did make me go, Jesus, why did Tiffany go down so hard to that? I can't imagine that that's got much weight behind it. But uh, either way, uh, she empties out that pillow. Um, out come all the Lego bits. Uh, it's actually Wendy Chu that gets slammed on it quite a bit. I can't remember Tiffany getting slammed on it at all. I mean, maybe in the finish. But Tiffany was the one that was taking the big bumps here. There was a big bump, though, that Tiffany did take on the outside uh, when she got planted through the bed that was used as part of that entrance. Somehow that had made its way to the edge of the ring during a commercial break. No idea how. But um, she gets planted through that. Um, and then pretty much moments after that gets chucked in the ring and pinned. And it is Wendy Chu that uh, gets the victory. And as I said, this is probably the most I've enjoyed her character during a match. Um, it was pretty serious. Uh, yeah, there was Lego pieces, but whatever. Um, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was actually a much better match than what I was anticipating. These two women just went after it. They had about 10 minutes, good pace, lots of weapons and different things being used. Um, it was fine. It was fine. And where my expectations were compared to what we got, this was good. So uh, that's uh, what we got there. And then uh, the show ends with this. This is uh, all the champs backstage and Blair Davenport 
signing the contracts ready for uh, Worlds Collide. And as we said, I do expect the tank match to be included as well next week. I think we'll get Gallus, we'll get uh, Diamond Mine, we'll get... They might even chuck in Pretty Deadly. You might actually get a Fatal 4-Way in that, because Pretty Deadly are sort of involved as well. Uh, so I can see uh, the NXT UK champs, Briggs and Jensen, the NXT champs, Diamond Mine, uh, and Gallus, and maybe Pretty Deadly uh, being added to that card. But uh, that's how it ended, with uh, all of the uh, champions signing the contract and as i said that in two hours was pretty crazy it was a really really good show I, I always say it but i am really interested in seeing your scores and seeing what you've actually put down because i really thought they kept the momentum of last week's heat wave going this week which um fair play what i sense is that triple h has took over from vince He's focused on the main roster first, rightfully so. He had SummerSlam coming up and he had to get that out of the way. Now we're building to Clash and, you know, he's been doing like tweaks and changes, bringing people back. So my, my, my theory is he's done that. NXT is just really getting the changes now. I thought, I thought Heatwave was really good last week. And if this is what a normal NXT episode is going to be like now, um, I thought this was really good. Imring was really solid pace of the show was just great i mean so much going on it's going to be hard to kind of maintain that every week it's going to be really difficult to kind of maintain all of this i mean we've got some big stuff going on at the moment with unification matches i mean nxt and uh nxt uk unifying belts you can't do that all the time this is a one-off so you know little bit of a concern you know, the the Dexter and um, Indy thing was such a big story. And for him to come back and get arrested following what he did on Raw, you, I mean, I just don't know if you can't do that all the time. So my concern is that this was a great show, but is it a show that you can repeat? Is it a show that you can deliver again and again and again, week after week after week? Or is the quality of NXT going to go kind of back down to where it's been? I don't know. Don't know, we'll have to see. Let's jump over and get uh, your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. Uh, here we go. Jim said, NXT needs more actual wrestlers and less athletes that couldn't cut it in a chosen sport. That's, I agree. I agree. We need to uh, look at the indie scene. I don't know who's out there on the indie scene, but the great thing about the indie scene is these people have had to work in front of a live audience and get their their characters over, get themselves over. I mean, if you don't connect with the audience, you don't sell merch after the show. You don't get booked on shows. So a lot of the skills that you need to, you know, when you arrive in NXT, you you learn on that indie scene. So obviously it doesn't always work. There's, there's good indie talent, bad indie talent, but um, I do agree. They've definitely got the uh, uh, advantage over just athletes coming from basketball or, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Jim said, I wonder if we get Noam Dar and the UK Heritage Cup next week. Uh, Mr. DXZ said, uh, what do you think about the idea of Indy going to the main roster to face Maurice? Winner's husband gets freed. Um, I like the idea of um, Indy going to the main roster. Uh, I'm never really a fan of people going to the main roster until they've really achieved some stuff in NXT. And I don't know if Indy has really achieve some stuff but I, I 
I just don't know what we're going to do with her. Because to me, she feels quite low down the pecking order. Not her fault. It's just the focus has been on Mandy. Now Blair Davenport's here. We don't know what's happening with Miko. You've got Elba Fire around as well. Like, it just feels like there's quite a few women that are in the mix. And it's like, it it just, where's it, where does that leave Indy? So I don't know if we're going to pull the trigger on Indy now and really get to that, like, main title in NXT, women's title. Or do we just move her to the main roster? And all right, she might bob around for a bit. She might be in a tag team or whatever, but she's she's there. At least she's up there and, you know, we can do some stuff with her. Uh, someone in the chat said you could do Theory and Indy against Johnny and Candice on the main roster, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, Michael said, did you hear that when NXT Europe launches, Shawn Michaels will be running it? It has been confirmed. Thoughts? Um, my only question would be, I think he runs NXT UK at the moment, so I don't know if it's that different to him running NXT UK. But uh, my question would be, if we're, ha if we're having to travel all around Europe, then is that going to be a bigger commitment than NXT UK? And how is he going to do that and NXT? So that would be my thoughts. My thoughts would be, great, ain't got no problem with that, but how is he going to do that and NXT? I think he does NXT UK and NXT, but NXT UK is just... You know, I believe they tape all the shows in a block and it's all from a studio in London. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to do that travel. But if you've got a show that's going to travel around and it's maybe not, I don't know, that it's going to be recorded in a block anymore. They haven't released any details. I feel like NXT Europe's going to be a bigger commitment than NXT UK. So it does make me question, what do we do with NXT? Uh, did you know Worlds Collide is the same day, but it's on at four? Are you streaming both? If we can stream both, I will stream both, yes. Connor said, I've always watched NXT Black and Gold. When 2.0 started, I stopped watching. I've come back and I am impressed. Dylan said, I hope Carmelo Hayes will defend the North American title at Worlds Collide. I'm sure he will. Um, uh, NXT 2.0 has always been lit, especially some of the shows back in April where there would be six matches and so many segments resulting in non-stop entertainment, says Houston. Um, did you see Triple H brought back Road Dog? He could start writing NXT 2.0 when Sean goes to Europe. I heard that Road Dog's come back to replace Jeff Jarrett, so I don't, I don't know that he's going to go into that role. John said, when NXT Europe arrives, are all of NXT UK talent going to be moved over? No news on that. I mean, there's been a good chunk that have been released, sadly. So uh, a good chunk of them have been released, but um, like Trent Seven, for example. But we don't know what's going to happen with Miko now after Worlds Collide. What's going to happen with Tyler Bate? What's going to happen with... Well, I'd imagine Briggs and Jensen will stick around, but what happens with Gallus... What happens with um, Clint Dempsey? I mean, I, I have to think, I have to think that a good chunk of these that are on this show now will stay on this show now. I'm, I'm hoping Miko stick, sticks around, for example, but maybe they stick around and then once NXT Europe starts, some of them could end up going over there, or maybe NXT Europe is just going to be in a complete fresh new start. I mean, I think a lot of people would like to see Trent Seven come back, and I, there's maybe a chance of that. 
it's maybe a chance of uh, that, maybe Mark Andrews as well. But equally, there's probably a chance that it's just going to be a brand new class for completely fresh faces, you know. I can't believe they let go Millie McKenzie, to be honest. I, I thought that she was a real one for the future. I mean, she's young and um, she's already been like competing in Japan and everything. So, don't know, yeah, surprised at something that got released. What version of NXT do you prefer? Well, black and gold, 100%. My favorite NXT was when it was on the network and it was an hour. I think an hour is perfect for NXT because you can stack an hour, nothing outstays its welcome, and you don't overexpose the superstars. With two hours, you're kind of using a lot of the same talent every week. You're kind of blowing through storylines a lot quicker. I feel like storylines now play out quicker than when there was on the networks, then it was a lot slower. But that slower build was more satisfying. And um, you didn't focus on the same stories all the time. And you certainly didn't see the same superstars each week. You know, you would watch uh, NXT and then it'd be like, tune in next week because we've got Finn Balor. And it's not like you would have Finn Balor every week. Um, or it's not like you would have Asuka every week. You could have weeks where you didn't have those superstars because it was only an hour. And so there's only so many segments. And I just really like that. I just really like that. I just really liked the variety. And honestly, I've said this before. It was genuinely exciting if you knew next week you were going to get Asuka. Because when they had a segment, it meant some. It never, it wasn't just filler. Because what you get now with, say, Raw and SmackDown is you get pretty much all the superstars every week that you want. Um, but they just can be in, like, filler segments. They can just be in throwaway matches. Look at uh, New Day when they did 13 weeks or however many weeks of just rematches against the Brawling Brutes. You know, it got them on the show every week, but what they were doing was god-awful. Um, whereas with NXT, black and gold on the network, if you had Asuka, then you didn't get her every week, so it felt special. And then when she was on, the segment was significant. So I really love that. I mean, we ain't going to go back to that, but that's my favorite. Uh, the Miko situation is interesting. Does she want to live in the US? Do you remember when Tony asked for her release? She said she was burnt out and was homesick. Triple H needs to be careful, says Michael. I agree. Uh, John said, same day as All Out. Same day as All Out. Juice Tin says, uh, who do you think should be Legada Del Fantasma's first feud? Hmm... Interesting because you've got, what, three guys and a woman. I mean, straight away, your mind goes Judgment Day or mine goes Judgment Day. Um, you could also look at Hit Row because they did do a bit of a feud in NXT, but Hit Row have only just arrived. So it's a little bit dangerous um, doing two new factions because someone's going to lose and, you know, it's going to hurt them because they've only just arrived. So Judgment Day, Hit Row, you definitely think of that. I think, to be honest, what I would do is I would probably have Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. I would probably have them do something where they're picking on some people and uh, Legado del Fantasma come out. And then I would have them challenge them. Because I think you need to go up against someone that they can beat. And they can easily beat uh, Los Lotharios. So you might need to add a woman to that group or you might need to add another guy to that group so you can like speculate who they, that should be. But um, it needs to be someone that they can beat. 
and uh, Los Lotharios, they're heels. They're, you could say, disgracing the Lucha name, uh, the, the Mexican uh, nationality. And uh, maybe you could, like, lean into that a little bit. But I think more importantly, they're beatable. But, um, yeah, I could see uh, Wilds, maybe Wilds and Mendoza take on the Los Lotharios. I, I can see uh, Thingy on the outside, um, Electra Lopez. She'll, be, she'll just be on the outside. Santos, if he gets involved, we just need to find another guy to join Los Lotharios. That'll be easy. We can find someone to join that. So I'd probably look at that for a first view. Just something to get them in through the door, give them a good win, build them up. And then, I don't know, we go to Judgment Day or we go to uh, Summit Down the Road. Uh, Ace WWE 2003. Shout out to you, buds. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Big Boy Dally said, definitely do Gazas and Aaliyah against Legado. That would be, that could be all right. Maybe Aaliyah, like, heel. She'd need to be heel. But um, that could be pretty fun. Uh, I'd love Santos against Mysterio, says Grogish. Michael said, they, some of the people that got released last week was told the door is always open. I don't know if that means at some point in the future, Trent and Millie could come back. Hope so. I'd like both of them to return. And Mark Andrews. Um, Aiden said, my birthday is next week. Can you say happy birthday, Aiden? Happy birthday. Uh, Jim says, didn't the Garda Dale Phantasma already feud with Hit Row? Yeah, they had a little feud. It wasn't very long. Um down in NXT 2.0, but going to the main roster, it's a it's a reset anyway because obviously the the amount of people that tune into Raw is about two million at the moment. And the amount of people that tune into NXT is around five hundred thousand. So I don't know how many people have seen that feud. And as I said, it wasn't very long, and I think like it might have been when Hit Row first got called up anyway. So. As they they didn't feud uh, that long, and I don't think it had a satisfying conclusion. I'd have to go back and revisit it, but there'd be no problems going back and doing it on the main roster. Uh, John said, Dominic Mysterio is a disgrace to the luchador tradition. He doesn't wear a mask. Should have put in some time in NXT instead of riding Ray's coattails. Philip said, do you think Triple H is working with all the wrestlers to help create... Uh, he said that he wants ideas from everywhere. So I believe he's probably getting input from everywhere. I can't imagine he's taking on everyone's ideas and going with everyone's ideas and nor should he. But uh, yeah, I believe that he is uh, definitely looking to get information from uh, everywhere he can. Uh, Dexter can get immun immunity for divulging Mrs. Whereabouts. Is that how it works? You commit a crime, but you can uh, be get you can't go to prison if you tell them where the victim is. I don't know if it works that way, but then part of me, part of me is thinking, part of me is thinking like, yeah, why not? Because surely the priority is to get Miz back. But then, how can Dexter not be punished for kidnap? Don't tell me there's kidnappers out there. Because otherwise, wouldn't you just have kidnappers kidnapping people, then go into the police saying, I've kidnapped someone. I'll only tell you where they are if I'm, like, innocent. That can't be what happens. But surely they want the person back. Because what if they go, well, I'm not going to tell you then. If you, if you arrest me, I'm not going to tell you. That's, I've never really thought about that. But I can't imagine, because what would be stopping a kidnapper just constantly doing that for the rest of their lives? 
I've kidnapped someone. If you want him back, you can't take me to prison. It'd just be a game, wouldn't it? Free the homie, says Orange Blitz. Uh, what's your opinion on Andrew Tate? Listen, I know I, I've heard of Andrew Tate because I believe he's got a kickboxing background, but I know nothing about him. And I do not follow the circles that I believe he's like on uh, YouTube or whatever. And he was outspoken or this. I have no idea what he says, what he stands for, what he said. I genuinely don't know. I don't watch like KSI or like YouTubers. Uh, it's not something that I engage in. And if he's on TikTok, I've got even less knowledge. So uh, it's just not something that's on my radar. Uh, Casey Max said, uh, who was the other kidnapper that tried to get AJ Styles? Was it of someone of significance or a decoy? I actually never saw a name, but I'm not expecting it to be of significance. My knowledge is that it's just a decoy. My knowledge is that, you know, it was just a way for Dexter to grab Miz rather than it being actually someone that's working with Dexter. So uh, as far as I know, just a decoy. Right, let's go over to uh, the scores, shall we? See what I'm quite interested here. See what you lot scored uh, NXT this week. So, uh, wow, tied at the top. You're going to have to get in some more responses because right now we are tied at the top. We've got 8.5, uh, six responses, and we've got an eight as well, uh, six responses. So, um, we're going to need to try and separate those. Otherwise, what I'll have to do is I'll have to give it the official score of 825. That will be my compromise. But we'll we'll come back to it. We'll have a look at the uh, question answers uh, and then we'll come back to it. And if that hasn't changed, we'll go with 825. Uh, right. Here we go. Uh, relatively strong 2.0 in the and Dexter stuff was solid. Um, WWE should get Starlight Kid from Stardom. She is a great talent. WWE can use more masked representation. In my opinion, uh, Dexter getting arrested and connecting the lines from Raw is something that was missing from WWE when Vince was in charge. Uh, Dexter returns and reunites with Indy. I think we're going to get a lot of Dexter mentions here, aren't we? Uh, besides Dexter, I loved Grayson Waller and Apollo segment. Wendy going over. Waller effect was a banger with some shoot style questions and the Gallus boys. Dexter surrendering to local authorities. Free him. The Miz deserved it, says Sam. Uh, Lego Mania running wild. Indy Dexter. Chu versus Stratton. Did Dexter get arrested? I missed it. Triple T. Um, he did get arrested. Yes, he was arrested on the show tonight. Tonight. Dexter Loomis returns to divorce his wife. <laughs> Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. Uh, the end of the contract signing. The Legos, of course. The last 75 minutes. Tiffany against Wendy. Index segment. Tyler Bate winning. Index, 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 index. We used to have a shop called Index, you know. Least favorite parts. Uh, 2.0 is still corny. Don't care for most of the characters. Um, the product has been getting better wrestling wise, but it's still a bit mediocre. Maybe it's just not my thing, but it's not clicking. Uh, the police arrest Dexter. He doesn't deserve that. It doesn't matter if he crashed his car, set fire, uh, kidnapped the Miz, 
caused uh, chaos. He's a great man. Uh, there was only one segment with three people where I had no idea who they were and I didn't care. I'm, I'm guessing that might be that backstage segment with the security guard and that new guy and that woman. Uh, when my food I ordered never showed up. Oh, my God. Thoughts to whoever you are. Thoughts are with you this evening. Uh, where's Lee being wasted currently? And no Carmelo Hayes. Dexter wrongfully arrested for misnapping. He was innocent. Uh, Briggs and Jensen still don't do it for me. Uh, being robbed of proper in-ring contract signings. The AEW brawl at the beginning, says Nando. That's a really good point, actually. That tag match that resulted in Pretty Deadly getting involved and then also the Creed brothers getting involved. Those brawls did feel very AEW and I am critical of them and so I am going to be critical of this. I think um, the the good thing is, though, it was only that one segment. So it's not like after every match we've had brawls. But uh, do you need to just be just need to be careful with that? A nothing brilliant show. Ooh. Ooh. I thought the Dexter stuff was brilliant. I enjoyed that. I mean, what else was brilliant? Seeing Miko was brilliant. Apparently, we've not seen her compete in a wrestling match in America in five years. So I thought that was cool. And I'm I'm very excited for Worlds Collide. So I definitely do want to do both shows. Yes. But didn't didn't hit for someone there. Uh, tiny balls, miss. Uh, no one crying. Yeah, good point. There was uh, there was a real lack of tears this evening. Uh, BD versus IH NXT UK schism. The schism. I don't even understand what that means. The schism. Uh, let's go back to uh, some good, good uh, answers there. And 8.5 has won it. 8.5 has won it. 8.5 is uh, our official score for uh, this show. Let's just get those uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, Days, I believe Hit Row and Legada del Fantasma's feud ended with what I want to say Hit Row winning. If I remember, B-Fab fought Electra Lopez in a street fight and loss. There was a street fight between them, but I, I don't, I can't remember there being Hit Row against Legada del Fantasma in like a big match that kind of, do you know what I mean? If like, Those two women definitely fought because that's one of the only B-Fab matches I've ever seen. So that that is true, and they they were feuding, and there were I remember that match, but I, I I'm really struggling to remember Hit Row versus Legada del Fantasma. I'm not saying it didn't happen; it absolutely could have, but I'm just struggling to recall it. Either way, we nothing is going to stop me from saying that we can't revisit it on the main roster. Uh, El Sean says thank you for the watch long and review. Thank you, El Sean. Thank you. Uh, would you say you want to see Santos against Ray? I think it would be a fantastic match. Yes, I'd want to see that. And I'd want Ray to put Santos over. Uh, Schism is uh, Grizzled Jung Veterans and Gacy. Oh, I thought they were known as the Dyad. I thought that was the new Grizzled Jung. Uh, is that what all three are called when Gacy's involved as well? They're known as the Schism. <laughs> is, that their, is that really their name? I hope everyone laughed when that was revealed. Uh, Ace WWE 2003 said, Edward told me about this channel. Uh, I'm glad he did. I enjoy these streams. Well, that's very kind of Edward to do that. He's uh, not around at the moment. 
Oh, he is around. There he is. I was going to say he's not around at the moment, but he is around. He said he wouldn't be around. Um, well, there we go. Ace WWE 2003. Uh, I'm guessing a Man City fan. Shout out to you. Um, Edward, shout out to you. Lied. Edward lied in the uh, watch long, said he wouldn't be on this stream, but here he is. Uh, Santos should retire Ray at rest. Surely Dominic retires Ray. Surely Dominic retires Ray and then takes his mask. Uh, I'm here, says Edward. Edward is here. Uh, thoughts? few more questions then. Thoughts? Uh, and do you think Triple H could bring back Bronson Reed? Uh, I don't think so because he's in New Japan now. So um, I'm, I'm guessing he's under a New Japan uh, contract. So I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe one day, but I'm not expecting it to be anytime soon. Unbroken says schism is a silky, silly word. Uh, Blazed, hello, Blazed. Hope you're well, buddy. Hope you're well. Uh, Juice Tin said, do you still talk to Bretto live? I don't actually. Do you know, in all fairness, I never spoke to him that much, but um, always respected his work and what he did. It always came across like a really nice guy. But um, And he did used to, I think he did jump into our watch-alongs at the very beginning, but I have not heard from him in a, in a long time. But I hope he's well. I hope his channel's doing well. So uh, shout out to him. Edward said, I didn't lie. I was planning on going to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. So don't call me a liar. Uh, love you, Dave. Well, uh, listen, Edward, really appreciate the support. And uh, I appreciate everyone joining us tonight. I hope you had uh, fun. I thought it was a really uh, good show. We are back tomorrow with AEW. Of course, we're here on Friday for SmackDown as well. Um, and then what are we doing on Saturday? KSI on Saturday. So uh, we've got a lot coming up this week. It's a busy, busy week. But uh, a big, big thank you to everyone that joined us tonight. Really hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to these reviews if ever you're not able to catch them live on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast. They're yet to go on to Apple Podcast. I, I do need to get that sorted, but they will be on there soon. So uh, you can catch these on all of those platforms as well. Um, but really appreciate it. Thanks for watching. And I'll hopefully see you again next time. Bye for now.